Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Film Obsessed Couple. I'm Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we are going to be talking about a movie called Happening. Oh, The Happening. Yeah, don't forget the The. Like The Walmarts. Yes, it's like, it's not a happening, it's The Happening. It is like the best. No. No, no, it is not. not, (laughs) (laughs) Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Which Shamalala. that should tell you right there what kind of movie we're getting into. So yes, anybody that knows the name M. Night Shyamalan probably thinks of crap. Because he came out of the gate strong. He did The Sixth Sense, which was a huge movie. Mm-hmm. And then he had The Unbreakable, which was another good movie with Bruce Willis, where he's a superhero. Oh. Secret. Mm-hmm. And then he started going downhill. He had Signs, which I really enjoyed. I don't know if it holds up anymore with the aliens. Mel Gibson's a priest. All I think is the song, sign, sign, everywhere, sign. Yes. I don't think that's in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember there was a movie coming out called Devil, and it was about these people trapped in an elevator, and one of them was the devil. Go figure. What? But the trailer was so funny where it said, produced by M. Night Shyamalan, and in the Mm -hmm. theater, everybody started laughing. Oh, no. So his name is not that great. Poor guy. He did Lady in the Water, which was hated. He did The Village which a lot of people didn't care for. And then he did Avatar, The Last Airbender, which was hated. He did this, which was hated. (laughs) On and on and on and on and on. It was weird because there were some decent actors in this movie, I thought. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, I know Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I don't think he's that bad. I know there's a lot of people that do not like him. He can be good when he wants to. I thought he was the best one in this. I don't know if there was a best in this one. Good Lord. he We'll get to it. Yeah. He, I mean, he's great in The Departed. He got nominated for an Oscar for that. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a fucking asshole in that movie, but it's amazing. He He's great. And then he was in The Fighter, which is great. So when he wants to, he can be great. Mm-hmm. But he's got this new movie coming out where he plays like a priest or something. Father Ted. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> That's a little weird. Well, he's like super religious now, I heard. Oh. He apologized to the Pope for one of his movies, or I can't remember which one. Hmm. But he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my movie. Well. So he's like a huge Catholic now and loves the Pope. And I still feel like you can do things and still be religious. Yeah. And not have to apologize for it. Just saying. I don't like how they presented Zoe. Deschanel. Deschanel, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. She has been in some really good movies and I think some shows. I'm just saying stuff. I don't yeah. know if it's real. But in this movie, just the shots of her was just made her look bizarre. Yeah, they're not doing her any favors on her close-ups. No. I think she kind of plays the same character in all of the movies that I've seen her in. Mm. Where she's like, I'm a single girl. I'm quirky. I have different... You know, I have friends that think I'm weird and quirky and I'm going to do things that are strange. And like she had that mo- that show, New Girl, I think she was, it was what it was. But she's kind of built herself up like that. She was like that in uh, Yes Man with Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. 400 Days of Summer. She's kind of like, I'm a quirky woman and men are attracted yeah. to me because I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have John Leguizamo. Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. I was a fan of him at one point, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the movies because that's just how my brain works. Um, I thought he was not great in this movie. No, no. He was good in Romeo and Juliet, where he played Tybalt. That's probably where I liked him. Yeah. The one where they shot guns and stuff instead of swords mm-hmm. with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Good in that. 
I didn't really care for him in Spawn, where he's in that fat clown suit. Where he's like, Spawn! Mm-hmm. He's got the blue face makeup on and stuff. Yeah, I he can be good too, but no. I don't think anybody is good in this movie, and I think that's a testament to the writing of right. this movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, everybody are, there's some good actors in here that just didn't portray them very well. We'll dive in the movie mm-hmm. now. Yeah, my first note for the movie is, dear Lord, here we go. Yeah. So some background really quickly is that I was working at the movie theater when this came out, and we midnight previewed this. We no. midnight previewed Lady in the Water, too, for some damn reason. And The Village. That shows you how long I was there. Wow. I was there for like six years, but we watched The Happening, and we were all sitting there watching it and going like, is this meant to be a bad movie? Like, are they supposed to? Are they supposed to be doing like? And and M Night Shyamalan in an interview said he wanted to make a B movie, which are kind of like those fifties movies where it's like, oh, the the giant ants are attacking, and we've got to find a solution. Yeah. So he kind of came out like right before the movie was released and said that. So I wonder if he saw initial reactions to it and people were not happy. And he's like, uh, it's supposed to be bad. Oh, we're making a maybe. movie from the fifties. I totally didn't mean for this to be real. But yeah, we were we were flabbergasted. We were like, "Is he making a bad movie on purpose? This seems like on purpose because it's just there's no way he would be like that. Looks great." Yeah, it'd be different if he could actually see the villain, I guess. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> that's another part. But one thing I also wrote before we started this movie, we watched it. It's free on HBO if you have the subscription. And I wrote like somebody at HBO is probably freaking out that we're someone's watching this movie in 2022. <laughs> They're like, that can't be right. Someone's watching The Happening right now on HBO. Why do we still even have this? <laughs> what is this doing in our repertoire? And I told you, too, when it came up, because one of the production companies was UTV Productions. Mm. I'm like, that's the sign of a bad movie when you don't know who the company is. Yeah, no. You're like, uh, Coke Smuggling Productions. <laughs> well, I know them. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> but we do open up in a nice park, we Central Park in New York. Which Scott and I are going to be going to New York later this year. We're super excited. I can't wait to see Central Park. Yeah, hopefully there's not a happening. Or the happening. I don't want the happening. I want it to be happening. (laughs) But not the happening. Want a happening. But not the (laughs) happening. But a couple of girls are just, you know, chilling. Sitting on a park bench. I think one of them's reading a book. Yeah, and this is so weird to me because the blonde woman is like, I can't remember where I'm at. In her book. Yeah. And her friend's like, oh, you were in page blah, 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 where this is happening. I'm like, why does a friend know where she's at? I'm guessing that the blonde girl was mentally ill and the other person was uh, taking care of them. See, that's what it comes off as, but I don't know if that's what they meant to. I don't know. <laughs> I, but no person would ask that. Like, if I, you know, I'm, if I was reading a book, I wouldn't be like, honey, where am I at? I'd be like, fuck if I know. I wasn't reading it. Figure it out. <laughs> Read it over again. But the lady, the other lady who's not reading the book, she's been in a ton of stuff. I, forgive me for not knowing her name, but she was in um, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. She played the love interest of the senator. I can't remember what the senator's name was, but she apparently will not answer any questions about this movie. Don't blame her. She, If someone brings it up, she will refuse to talk about it. She <laughs> wasn't in there long, but and she's a good actress. I recognized her, but yeah, don't blame her. Yeah. But we start hearing some screaming. And lady from House of Cards is like, oh, you know, those people in the distance, it looks like they're, looks like they're clawing at themselves. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Like, are they on meth, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Could be. Well, then they look and, and everybody's frozen, like, just standing still. 
Yeah, which I thought, I'm like, okay, this is weird. Are we, oh, it could be like those, oh, what was popular for a little bit, like those flash dances? Flash mobs. Flash mobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe it was one of those. Oh, God. What if we're in New York and a flash mob goes off? That would oh. freak us out. We're like, it's the happening. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as everybody started dancing, I'd be dancing with them. <laughs> well, I would say like if they stood still as a flash mob. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> It's like that uh, scene in John Wick 2 where the main assassin guy, he's telling John that he's going to let him go and he has a few hours before he puts the order in to kill him. Like to show how everybody is under his control, like everybody in that park or whatever freezes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody's an assassin? Everybody? That's that's kind of what I didn't like about the John Wick universe is everybody's in on it. Oh There's God. like one or two people that are not assassins, you know, just going to the work, but everybody else is secretly an assassin. But... The the blonde-haired lady who's reading the book, she repeats herself, and she's like, I forgot what page I'm on. So I don't have long hair. Mm. I did at one time, just once. But when you put your hair up in a bun, do you have put like a long metal spike in your hair to keep it up? Every girl is different. I have <laughs> I have seen these. I've never seen anything quite this long. It was like longer than a chopstick. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's super long. That's what came to mind as a chopstick, but yeah, it's super long, but... I'm assuming it's metal, but she... It looks like um, what you knit with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, maybe maybe she knits and she's like, oh, I'll just put this in my hair for later, but you need two of them. Yeah, I don't know. You can't just knit with one. And jabs it right into her throat. Mm-hmm, which, uh, a little rant, not, not too big. I didn't like this because there was no blood. Like, yeah. Was she already dead? I don't know. That's true. Well, I think it, I think this movie's PG-13. Did she not hit an artery? <laughs> well, was she just that lucky? She hit the PG-13 rating is what she hit, so oh, okay. there's no blood. Gotcha. There is some violence later in the movie, so it's here and there, but yeah. you're right. I mean, and then we just see the other lady sitting next to her, and she's just kind of like freaking out sitting on this bench. Yeah, and it, that's it. We just <laughs> cut away, yeah. We cut to a construction worker, like a construction site, and we're getting the tail end of like a dirty joke, mm-hmm. which I, I tried to make the rest of the joke up in my mind when I saw this movie a long time ago, but the end of the joke, the guy's saying, he's like, he's like, oh, well, is your girlfriend's name ends in A-Y as well? Or A-Y as well? He's like, because when you were going to the bathroom, I saw it on your thing. And he's like, the... The black guy says, oh, no, my tattoo on my thing says, welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. (laughs) So it's like a big dick joke where he has all that written on his dick. Oh, okay. But while he's after he tells this joke, they're all laughing and guy falls off the roof onto the site behind them. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, no, that's Bill. McKinsey. Oh, McKinsey. Because he's like, Christ, McKinsey fell. I didn't (laughs) didn't write the name. This guy's actually trying. Yeah. This construction guy seems like he's trying. He's in like a he's in a, a better horror movie in this scene. He is. Almost like a comedy. More guys just keep falling off this roof where he's like looking. It's like, Psh, oh, Psh, oh, oh. Yeah. I thought it was kind of neat the when it panned up and you could actually see them walking off. Yeah. And then falling. I thought that was kind of neat. It reminds me of that cover of Muse's album where it's the guy on the ground looking up and on the ground you see all the shadows of like what looks like people flying. Mm. He just he looks up and all these yeah. people are jumping, and he's like, "God in heaven." Mm-hmm. Yep, God in heaven. And here we go. We get Marky Mark himself. Mark Wahlberg is a science teacher, which his quote was very funny on IMDb. He was like, "You can't." He's like, "Yeah, I know the movie was bad, but you can't blame me for wanting to play a science teacher." He's like, "At least I wasn't playing another cop or a crook again." Well, I mean, <sighs> okay, it was different. Sure, sure, sure. 
Yeah, he's talking about bees. He Every time he says something in this movie, it's like a question. He's like, all right, guys, you need to get your, get your books out? <laughs> Do you? <laughs> so the, uh, the honeybees are disappearing. What do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah. He did ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, he's like, okay, come on. I need him. I need people to, to say what they're thinking. <laughs> and people are all like, oh, global warming. It's like, oh, uh, mass extinction, bacteria. And he's like, yeah, it could be. <laughs> and then he talks to this kid. And he's like, Jake. He's like, Jake, what do you think's happening? And he's like, the kid's like, I don't know. He's like, you, come on, you got to have an opinion. Yeah. And he's like... He's like, you see, Jake, science. He's like, y- you're beautiful. <laughs> he's telling this little kid he's beautiful. He's like, it's he's got like, a perfect face. He's like, your your face is perfect. He's like, but the problem is your face is perfect at seventeen, and the nose and your ears grow at like a centimeter a year or something like that. <laughs> and he's like, so you're beautiful now, but you may not be. You're probably gonna be an ugly fuck later, Jake. <laughs> Jake from State Farm. Yeah, and he's so he's like, so Jake, I just said you were beautiful. What do you think's happening to these bees? I don't know where I'm going with this voice. And he's like... I'm loving it. Yeah, and the kid's like, well, it could be an act that we will never fully understand. And he's like, yeah, that's true. He's like, they'll probably come up with some ideas for it. He's like, but we'll never maybe know what's happening to these bees. <laughs> this is how he talks. And then... Uh, and then Jake's like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Marky Mark, uh, how much <laughs> did you say the nose and the ears grow in a year? And he's like... It's a tiny amount, Jake. You're going to be pure perfect for the rest of your life. <laughs> and this kid just points at him. He's like, you. <laughs> you oh, fucker. Oh, God. Well, the school principal walks in the, the uh, room at this point, and Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, no. It's the Dark Lord. Yeah. Everybody watch out. And he turns the lights on and off. and says, And she looks at him, and he's like, oh, vice principal. <laughs> like he wasn't just doing that in front of her. And she's like, can you cut the shit? We've got a real fucking problem here. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> come on. We're having an emergency meeting. We're leaving all these kids in the classroom. They'll stay here. It's fine. Yeah, that's what he said. They're walking through the halls and like he sees that no teachers are in their classrooms. And he's mm-hmm. like, no teachers in the classrooms? And she's like, what? yeah, it's an emergency meeting. And we get Alan Ruck. Yeah. Um, was in Twister as the rabbit is good, rabbit is wise. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him later, but the guy that plays the military guy is on succession now with Alan Ruck. No, They yes. play brothers. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because he's like, uh, I talked to the, the head of schools. I'm schools. sure they wouldn't actually know what his name was. I talked to Pete and everybody would be like, oh, Pete is the head of schools. We uh-huh. know Pete. But he's like, Pete. I talked to the head of schools and uh, there was an event in Central Park and, and Mark's like, a park? That's weird. Why would the terrorist attack there? He's like, not many people always there. Not a great place to attack. I know. I'm planning something. <laughs> yeah, he called it an airborne chemical toxin. Yeah. So he's like, we're sending all the kids home today. We're sitting, we're call, Everyone's going home. He's like, just be safe. And so it shows Mark Wahlberg in his classroom. And the kids are all, like, the bell rings. And the kids get up and leave. And he tells them, like, the process. Because this comes back later. Where he's like, all right. Don't forget to work on your science projects. What's the steps of the scientific process? And they're like, identify the variable, test, blah, 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 blah. And he has this moment where these kids are leaving, and he's like, hey, guys. And they turn around, and they're like, huh? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in this movie? 
You're so good at it. I don't know. I've just I've seen it a couple of times. I did what I have seen the riff tracks for this movie, which the guys from Mystery Science. It's so funny. So oh, I used to watch it gosh. all the time. I bet that would be hilarious. But speaking of John Leguizamo, and when we watched this movie in the theater, we nicknamed him Johnny Legs, because it, it. But but I don't know if he just got dentures or something. Because he comes into the classroom with Mark Wahlberg and he's like, been on the phone with my mom all day and she's freaking out. He's like, I've been throwing her percentages. <laughs> he's like, people feel good when you throw percentages at them. <laughs> I don't have enough spit to get there. <laughs> so as they're walking out to the school, the school buses and stuff, they're all they're talking. And Johnny Legs has a line where he's like, are you okay? And Mark Wahlberg's like, yeah. And he goes, well, no, I mean, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, really. Tell, no, um, me, tell me everything. It's just weird. He's like, are you okay? They say yes. And then you're like, no, no, no. I'm serious. Are you okay? But he says that, you know, his wife and him got into an argument and they're kind of, she's acting distant and weird. And mm-hmm. John Lick was almost like, all right, I'm going to tell you something. I should never tell your best friend. He's like, on your wedding day, I was trying to go do some drugs in another room. <laughs> He's like, I was trying to find a bathroom. He's like, I walked into to the- To do some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into a room and I saw your wife, Alma, Zoe Deschanel. He's like- and she was crying. He's like, some people just don't want to get married or something like that. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. But, and, and no, you should never tell your best friend that. <laughs> yeah. And how dare he do that? Because then that's going to put all kinds of thoughts in his head. Yeah. Which maybe are warranted and maybe aren't, but. Well, first off, I think you cried on our wedding day, but it was happy. So I'd be like, was it happy crying or was it like sad crying? Right. Yeah. That's why I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. I Look, I was at your wedding. I, she was at the altar with you and she was crying. I don't <laughs> think she was ready for marriage. Like, <laughs> I think she was just happy. And then when you gave that beautiful toast, she was crying there too. Yeah. yeah. Not ready. She's not ready for marriage. <laughs> not ready. Her dad walked down the aisle. She's crying her eyes out. Uh, I think that means like every married woman is he's not, not ready. ready. <laughs> but I think he's talking like there's a scene in the movie Casino where Robert De Niro gets married to Sharon Stone and she's talking to her like her pimp on the phone. He's like talking about how he's like, do you feel me? Do you feel me inside of you? He's like, I will always be a part of you. Oh boy. And then like Robert De Niro comes up behind her and he like gets the phone. He's like, who's this? Who this? So I'm sure that's probably what he was talking about. Like she's in there talking to herself, like crying her eyes out in her oh, own room. no. But, so we cut to one of the scariest images on the scene now is Zoe yes. Deschanel's face. Her right in her eyes. Her eyes are so big in this movie. Yeah. And the she... camera is right up on her. I think they are naturally a little bit bigger. They, yeah. They don't look bad, but these shots make her look like she's like some, like, I don't know, just a natural. My dad can bug his eyes out pretty well, and it just reminded me of that. He used to scare my mom's cat, Nikki. He'd walk in and just go like, boom, and she would freak out. <laughs> So it just reminded me of that because, yeah, she she looks like um, in that movie um, Clockwork Orange where the guy has his eyes pulled back and he's watching the movie. Oh, yeah. And he's like, eek. <laughs> yeah. But she's getting phone calls on her Razor phone, which I had one of these, um, from a guy named Joey. Yeah, and Joey. she just turns it off and throws it in her purse. And he keeps calling. Yeah. Well, Mark Marky gets home and she's like watching news and they're like, Oh, it's, uh, we're turned out, we're finding out that this is a natural compound. And they were like, the human body naturally wants to not harm itself, but this chemical blocks that preservation and people will die or hurt themselves. And then she's like, it makes you kill yourself. <laughs> she says it's so weird. 
She's like, all the evil in the world. Who knew we needed, who would make such a thing? Yeah. And they talked about how it attacks your nervous system in a particular order. Mm -hmm. Like you do things in a certain order, which doesn't really come into play. So I'm not sure. I mean, it kind of does. Yeah. But I don't know. I I just thought that was weird that they pointed that out. And then it was like, "Eh, it's not, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Sometimes it starts that way. I think so. Well, well, Mark Wahlberg goes upstairs and packs like a bag and he gets this mood ring and puts it on. (laughs) And you laughed at that or you were like, you were like mood ring. I'm like, oh, it comes back. I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, is that a mood ring? And then you were like, oh, it comes back into play. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, that was a mood ring. <laughs> yes. I'm like, did he get that out of a vending machine? I'm not a vending machine. I don't machine. remember where she said they got it, but she does say. You know those quarter things, yes. machines, little kids. I love them still today. I see them and I'm like, I wish I had a quarter. <laughs> so but I, now I was, they're like 75 cents. Yo, <laughs> I was broken. I bought her a mood ring. <laughs> so it shows them at the train station. And, and the dialogue and the cuts in this movie are so bad because... They walk up and they see John Leguizamo and he's got his daughter with him. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, I got the tickets. Yeah. And it just stops. And he's like, oh, my wife's going to join us. She was across town. Uh, she was across town looking for something. And uh, they'll talk about another cut here. He's like, oh, hey, Alma. Shows Zoe Deschanel. And she goes, oh, hi. Cuts back to John. And he's like, that was it. She's just like, hi. Cut. I'm like, yeah. That was just a weird, like, it, it why does all it very... focus on her so long? And I think it was meant to be awkward with what happens next. I guess. Um, and it was, but it was also kind of like, is this awkward or is this just weird? I guess. I just think it's poor editing, poor filmmaking, because John Leguizamo says something where he's like, he's like, you know, or something's like, I think you guys are great, or, you know, fights happen in marriage and stuff, and she gets pissed off and walks away, and she's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over here. So once John Leguizamo says that, she gets kind of hurt and walks off. Mark Wahlberg's pissed off too. He's like, "Why'd you say that?" It's like, "Why would you say something like that?" And he's <laughs> like, "He's like, I didn't know. I I just I panicked and said that." And he's like, "I thought I could help." And he's like, "But do you not want?" And Mark Wahlberg's like, "I don't want your help." Duh. <laughs> this writing Duh. is so bad. Gosh, like I'm a teenage girl. But I I did kind of like their interaction, Mark and John Leguizamo. Alma. Mark, oh, oh, his Mark wife's, and Alma, yeah. where she's just like, I'm going to go sit down and cool off. Is that okay with you? You're doing it so much better. She's like, she goes, I'm upset and I'm going to sit alone and cool off. <laughs> so you were doing it way better. Well, thank you. So it just reminds me of Star Wars where he's like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> like, from your point of view. I just thought that was funny. And, and of course, you know, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So next time, if we get into like a little tiff or something, I'm gonna be like, "I'm upset." You just—it's weird to hear someone just say that. Be like, "I'm upset," and I'm gonna go sit over here to cool off. So she's just saying everything that she's about to do. Like, I'm sitting down now. <laughs> I'm sitting down here. I'm over here. I'm over here being really upset right now. I am super upset. So they get on the train, and it says that they're going to Philly to visit John Leguizamo's mom, mm-hmm. which, by the way, Philadelphia, I think, has appeared in every M. Night Shyamalan movie. He lives there. Oh, okay. Um, he's gone to crazy lengths to film there, like in his movie, The Lady in the Water, which takes place at an apartment complex. Mm-hmm. He timed it. He was like, he was like, I, I want it to be a few hours, or like no further than 45 minutes from my house. Wow. <laughs> so... 
And then like the last Airbender, which is a movie that that kind of takes place in medieval times, kind of like mm-hmm. I, you know, that's it's not modern times. Um, he shot scenes in Philadelphia. I don't know how, but wow. I don't know why he's so in love with Philadelphia, where he's like, yeah, it's it's the. I was born there, and it's the most beautiful place in the world, and I'm going to fucking film there. He wants to stay close to home. I guess. I'm sure he filmed in New York, and he was just like, ugh, ugh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate this, which um, I'm reminded of the IMDb trivia now, is they said that this movie was one of the rare movies that was shot in order. So they started oh. at the beginning and went through. So he was probably shot the New York scenes first, because he's like, I got to get out of here. Probably. <laughs> I want out. <laughs> I'm, I know I'll be safe in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, you're not going to be. Well, so they get on the train, and then we cut to a park in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's playing with himself, looking at it. He's like, I grew up here. <laughs> but it's funny. We see a mom, like, viciously pulling her son by his arm. Oh, we, yeah. She's like, get the fuck over here. Yeah. She's like, I hope you don't grow up and make movies one day and make them just in Philadelphia. Go outside the world <laughs> or the fucking state. Um, but we see a cop standing next to a cab, and this mm-hmm. I guess that's how nice Philadelphia is, is they're on a first-name basis, because the cop's like, hey, it's uh, chilly, isn't it today, Salt? And the cab driver's like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> so the cops and the cab drivers are on a first-name basis. I don't know if we get the wind blowing here or not, but we see the cop. I didn't really write down how I it happens. I either, yeah. I think it just, everybody stopped, and then... Yeah, people stop, and... The camera is at like their feet. So you see the cop's feet like walking or just standing there and he shoots himself in front of the cab and he falls very gracefully. He falls like a person that that knows he's falling and doesn't want to get hurt. He's like, Ugh. yeah, like a person that really falls, you know, they don't catch themselves. But he fought. He felt like he was trying to catch himself. And I told you in this part, I'm like where he shot himself is impossible. Yeah. The cop shot himself right in the middle of the forehead, like right between the eyes, like you Think of a gun and think of trying to hold one to that spot. Yeah. It's very difficult. Like we were even doing it. We're all like. (laughs) We got the gun that we've got here. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. We, yeah, we were making it with our hands and because you said it's impossible and I made, I just did it right now too, but we made it with our fingers and it's like. You really have to stretch your shoulder out. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it that quickly. I'm sure maybe you could do it with your thumb. But it's really, yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, no, it's not actually. So, but the cop falls over, and then the cab driver gets out of his cab and picks up the gun. He walks a couple of feet. You hear the gunshot go off, and he falls. Mm-hmm. And the bullet here is, like, kind of over his eyebrow. Like, yeah. Closer. More reasonable. Yeah, like, the suicide looks right. Right. It's still no blood, though. From just... our days on the force, we've seen a lot of that. <laughs> just a hole. Just a, like, yeah. a bullet wound hole. Like, it went perfectly in. No blood, of course. You know, nothing shattered or exploded um and then you see like a pair of heels a lady her feet she walks over picks the gun up and then the screen cuts and you hear or you hear the shot and as it goes Mm -hmm. off the screen cuts back to them on the train so you get the idea that you know people are just picking up this gun shooting themselves Mm -hmm. and i guess they're just gonna keep doing that until it's out of bullets i guess later in the movie when that guy his gun he the Mm. the army guy Mm -hmm. that gun has like 87 bullets in it i know they must have learned how to reload it. Or I guess. Something. Um, so we cut back to the train, and and it's Zoe Deschanel sitting there, and her phone is going off, and once again it is Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, M Night Shyamalan always likes to cameo in his movies. He is the voice on the phone. He is oh, Joey. Oh boy. 
This is a more reserved one. Like in The Sixth Sense, he was the doctor that looked after the boy after he got beat up. Signs, he was a drug dealer. The Village, he was like the park ranger. Fucking the... Vi and, um, Lady in the Water, he was like almost the main character. Wow. <laughs> Fucking insane. And this stuff you just know. I mean, you haven't looked this up. You just know this shit. Well, I've learned it at one time, yeah. I know, but you're just... It's there. Yeah. That's not how my brain works. It, d it does not stay there. Well, he directed Split as well. The one with the multiple personalities, mm -hmm. which you really wanted to see. Right. And he plays the same character since um, Split is a sequel to Unbreakable. He plays the same character as a, as a drug dealer. And he sees Bruce Willis and he's like, oh, hey, you busted me one time for dealing drugs. Mm -hmm. He's like, I turned my life around. Thank you. <laughs> That's really how he talks. But she's talking to him on the train and she's like, look, we went out. For Terry Misu. She says it's so weird. <laughs> Terry Misu, which is not even that good. And she was I mean, like, I like coffee. And I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know. It, these conversations always make me laugh where they're telling things that they would already know, but they're saying it in a way that the audience gets it. Mm -hmm. She's like, look, we work together. We've worked together for five years. <laughs> we went out and we had one date and we had Terry Misu together. <laughs> It's like they would know that they worked together. They would know that they went on a date. They would know what they ate. It's not a realistic kind of conversation. No, it's not. Yeah, she did say that he's acting like a psychopath. And I'm like, yes, because he just keeps calling and yeah. calling and calling. And I get that there's like this nerve toxin, you know, terrorist attack going on. But yeah. still. Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? What did you say? And then it cuts to the other part of the train where Mark and John Leguizamo are. Mm -hmm. And they get word that Philadelphia was hit. Right. John Leguizamo's trying to talk to his wife on the phone. And he's like, what? I can't hear you. It's like talking to my parents. I can't hear you. He's like, text me. Text me. <laughs> so funny. It's like me answering the phone with anybody at all being like, you're pretending like, I can't hear you. Please text me. Please. And I'm like, oh, your phone has text. Why are you even talking to each other? <laughs> yeah. Why is this happening? Well, it was like 2000. Oh, God. I don't even remember when this came out. 2006, maybe? I mean, anytime when we're apart, it's texting. <laughs> we don't call each other. I, I Well, I don't call unless I'm driving. Yeah. And the times that I call you, it's always awkward. You're like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you like, doing right now? This is way easier to say over the phone. <laughs> yeah. Then he has to go on this huge explanation. I'm like, okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so he Leguizamo finds out that his wife got a bus out of the city of New York so mm -hmm. they're gonna try and meet up at Leguizamo's parents house right they say the, here we hear Boston got hit too some lady's like oh I heard that Boston got hit whatever this chemical is and Mark's like oh fuck that's where I'm from <laughs> Boston in Boston oh no so the trains stop and everybody's out of the train and Mark walks up to a bunch of conductors and he's like what is going on? Mm -hmm. He's like, you can't just leave us here. He's like, where even are we? And they're like, we're in somewhere Philadelphia or whatnot. And he's like, we, we can't continue on because we get, we lost contact. And he's like, lost contact with who? <laughs> and he's like, everybody. They lost contact with so many everybody. Questions. Yeah, it, actually, they stop in Filbert. It's a small train station in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, Filbert. That's right. He's like, Filbert, does anyone even know where that is? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Filbert. We just told you. Yeah, it's in Filbert because it's Filbert. And I think there's a shot where John Leguizamo is holding his daughter with Zoe Deschanel while Mark's getting this information. And his daughter whispers to him something. And he goes, oh, sorry, she whispers to me when she's scared. 
Yeah. Like, like, okay. Okay. And then Zoe Deschanel has a terrible line, too, where she's like, Jess, you're just like me. I don't like to show emotions either. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's just trying to connect with the kid, maybe. In the worst way. You're just like me. I don't show emotions either. (laughs) (laughs) So um, they go to like this diner because they got nowhere else to go. And there's just an odd scene where it shows Zoe Deschanel waiting in line for the bathroom. (laughs) It's just like Mm -hmm. five people waiting in line in front of her. But John was almost like, oh, I'm going to try to make a phone call. Can you just watch her? And he's like, sure, I can watch her. And he's like, you got this? Are you sure? And he's like, bro, I got it. Yeah, calm down. Well, it just, I mean, I think it was showing that he's attached to his daughter and he didn't want to leave yeah. her because of the circumstances. Right. Well, he goes off to make a phone call or what, and Mark has this scene with this little girl where he's like, so Boston, you think they're still going to have a good football team this year? <laughs> <laughs> he tells her and he's like, oh, you see this? It's a mood ring. It tells you what mood you've got. She's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, this is when it's confirmed that yeah. it's a mood ring. And I'm like, wow. And, he's, and, and it's even the big oval-shaped yeah. mood ring that you're probably picturing in your head. It's exactly like that. Yeah, well, he gives it to her and he's like, oh, it turned orange. Orange means you're about to laugh. It's going to happen. Orange is, orange is going to happen. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. And she's like, kind of smiles and he's like, oh, god it happened okay so i thought this part was cute was it yeah i just i'm like because it was just really sweet that he was trying to make her smile and kind of calm down in the stressful situation and um i thought it was a a good approach and something if i was a kid i would probably enjoy and laugh at yeah so i i thought this part was pretty good yeah, I just look at it and I'm like, man, the acting's terrible here. Which, by the way, this little girl, I think this was her only movie or last movie that she did. Well, she's pretty good for she's being like, her I'm, age. I'm never fucking working with anybody after Mark Wahlberg again, I'll tell you that. I'm yeah. never acting again. <laughs> yeah. Well, some lady in the diner shows him and she's like, oh my god, this this just happened at the Philly Zoo or whatever. What, what Some zoo. And it shows this dude. S- someone took a camera phone video of a guy standing in a lion's cage mm-hmm. and he's like trying to pet it or something or i don't know but the lion fucking grabs his arm and rips it off he was like teasing it with his hand yeah and the worst thing about this part is you can tell his hand is fake really it is longer than the other one. Oh yeah okay it is so much longer it's not even like just slightly longer it is like <laughs> broom handle longer <laughs> Well, it's so bad. It it also makes me wonder where like were those lions? Did they look fake? Because what I imagine is they probably CGI'd that guy into a lion's cage. Like, shot the guy, shot the cage. Put I don't know. We'll have to. I'd have to look at it again, which I doubt I'll ever watch this movie again. I don't know. And then you know that it's. I can't think of the word that I'm thinking, but like they show the lion hold onto his arm, mm. and then they shoot away. They, you know, they pan away from the the scene yeah and they shoot back and then his arm's gone well i think you actually get to see it twist you see it twist off a bit oh, okay you so you get a little bit of it. like that's one part of the violence you get in the movie where he has the lion has his arm in his mouth and his flesh kind of twists off okay yeah and then yeah they're like oh my god and this lady in the background goes for the love of god what kind of terrorists are these <laughs> lazy is the word i was trying to think of oh Just yes lazy shooting when you just kind of 
go away and then come back and it's done. Yeah, like, it was like we don't have the uh, budget for this, come so we're gonna on. we're Chase gonna blood. imply that this happened. So, so they see another news co- forecast and they're like, we're not sure that it is a terrorist attack at this point. He's like, because it's happening in different places. He's like, it only seems to be happening in the northeast. He's like, we don't know why. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, some guy's like, where are we on that map? And the guy that owns the diner or whatnot, like, points in the middle of where all this shit's happening. And he's like, we're right here. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the middle of this crap. We're Which, all going to die. So a little backstory real quick. I used to work at a credit card company doing customer service. Mm-hmm. And I eventually moved on to working for businesses in that area for customer service. And I'll just go ahead and say it. New York, the people in New York, business owners at least, were some of the worst people to deal with. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just got to be where if I saw like someone was calling from New York, I would know that it was going to be a bad call. And it was. So when I see the happening and it's like, oh, whatever this chemical that's making people kill each other in the, is in the northern part of the U.S., I'm like, well, whatever this is, is trying to wipe out the worst people in the world, <laughs> I imagine. And that's I know that's not true. I know these people that run businesses are probably high, high strung and want to get their shit done. But I was just like, wow, every single time. And I do another kind of a a different kind of service position now where I don't have to actually talk to people, but I'm doing it all through the computer. And I've heard that the people that we have to deal with from New York and stuff are also not the best. Wow. (laughs) So it's just New York business people. It's like a little more patience. Maybe, maybe try some um, yoga. Yes. Or meditating. I hear that helps. Well, we haven't we haven't done the big reveal of what this is yet. So whatever this mm-hmm. is that's causing this is attacking the Northeast. Probably where like the the worst. And even in Ghostbusters too, the main plot of that is that New York's a terrible place to live. I be. know. I can't wait to visit it just to see if like all this kind of goes away to see like what we really think of it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. And I'm sure the people there are nice. Like, for example, when we went to Louisiana... It was like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. People were so nice. Oh, yeah. And there was gosh. even a shooting there that night. So, I mean, it's not the safest, but right. if we go to New York and it's bad, I can't wait to give the uh, Ghostbusters 2 line where he's like, he's like, yeah, these people would rather step on your face than look at you. <laughs> so, it's this guy in the diner pops up and he was like, if we stay here, we will die. Mm-hmm. He's like, there is a town of 90 miles. He's like, or it's not happening about 90 miles east of here or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody just bolts out of this diner. It's just like everybody just scatters immediately. They just take this one guy's advice. Yeah. It's like the roach has got the light turned on. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and people are rude as fuck. Yeah. Mark is trying to get people. He's like, sir, sir, can you help us? We don't have a ride. We've got a little girl. Sir, are you just going to leave me here with this girl? Which was the longest scene ever. Yeah. Like when he's trying to stand by this car uh-huh. and they're just like slowly backing up while he's begging and pleading yeah. and then they slowly drive off as he's begging and pleading. I think they're doing that to really rub it in that they're not going to help. Yeah. It's just he's flipping them off the whole time. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go as slow as I can and flip you off to let you know that I'm not going to take you. Sir, I've got a little girl. Both fingers. <laughs> That's how much I do not care right now. So this guy, I will call the hot dog guy because we'll find out later why. But he pulls up and he's like, oh, hey, we've got uh, we've got a little farm. Oh, yeah. Or a, nur- a nursery. Nur- plant nursery down the road here. We're going to pick some stuff up and we're going to get the fuck out of here. And you're welcome. And he's like, oh, I've got a little girl and my wife. And he's like, That's fine. And then John Leguizamo comes over and he's like, 
uh, I found a place that's going to go into Philadelphia, and uh, I got to go. And like, uh, he's like, Alma's mother was looking for a present for his daughter, Jess. He was, she was looking for a dollhouse. He says it weird. <laughs> she was looking for a dollhouse for Jess. And he's like, I have to do this. And he's like, can you look after my daughter? And she's like, uh, Zoe Deschanel's like, sure. And she reaches out to take her hand. He's like, don't take my daughter's hand unless you mean it. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well. Yeah, I thought I'm... this was a very weird. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to let anything bad happen. Okay. So she takes her hand and. He's like, I gotta go. He's like, I'll get my wife and I'll meet back up with you. <laughs> Which the guy that's driving, I don't think he's credited, but it was obviously him, is Dante from Clerks, the guy who runs the counter register. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because he's honking the horn like, hey, come on, motherfucker, we're going. It was a weird, like, slow-mo shot where, like, the Jeep is trying to leave yeah. and then... John is running up to it and just like, this is just weird. Which isn't it? They keep, yeah, they start driving when it gets close to them. They start taking off, mm-hmm. which it's like one of those things you do to your friends where it's like, watch this, take off, take off, take right. off. And he's like following. He's like, oh no, stop. He gets closer, take off, take off. <laughs> but yeah, we, I made a note of that where I'm like, this dude just takes off and like he has to run to catch up with him even more. It was weird. But yeah, there's a very dramatic, he's looking back out of the, the back of the, it's a Jeep. Mm-hmm. And he's looking out the back and it's slow and he's like all scared, like looking at his daughter for the last time. And right. So they get to the hot dog guy's house and just to hit the no- the nail on the head even further, if you look in the background, you can see like two chemical smokestacks. Yeah. Like in the back. I'm surprised this guy, he's like, there's a reason why we don't have kids. There's a chemical plant right behind our um, house. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably shouldn't eat any vegetables that grow here. If they have any. <laughs> it's funny if he just, they, he's like, okay, we're pulling up to our house. Here are the gas masks. <laughs> I, it, it was just weird to see those in the background. Yeah, well, it's a again. We haven't done the big reveal of what it is, but I think it's an it's a message. It's an mm. environmental message that mm-hmm. like M Night Shyamalan's like, wow, you see what what's going on here. And I think this is the part where there's kind of hint of how plants kind of communicate and talk to each other. Um, he he says it too because they go into his nursery. And they're looking at the plants and stuff. And then he comes in and he's like, do you like hot dogs? Yeah. And they're like, what? And he's like, you know, you know, hot dogs, they get a bad rap. He's like, it's good shape. Plenty of nutrients. He's like, good to eat. Lots of protein. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And he's like, do you like mustard? <laughs> he's like the guy on the airplane where he's like, you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> but he's like saying goodbye to his plants. He's like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. Have fun. And he's like. Well, plants, they react. They react to positive energy. Mm-hmm. Again, talking to fucking that slime in Ghostbusters too, where it's like if you're positive to the slime, it reacts. So yeah. like, these plants, they react to positive energy. We're going to take these plants and make the fucking Statue of Liberty walk with it later. <laughs> and he also talks about how they can release toxins. Oh, yeah. And then he asks Zoe, I forget, I didn't. My notes say he asked Zoe if she likes, and then that was the end of it. That's where he, I have it. <laughs> thankfully, I followed it up because I have it in my notes where he's like, um, he goes, "Do you like hot dogs?" And then just like when she said hi to John Leguizamo earlier, he's like, "Do you like hot dogs?" Cut to Zoe, and she's like, "Yeah." Cut back. Like that's it. Oh, it's like cut. Sure, cut. I, well, <laughs> I thought there was a part where it cut to her, and she had this huge smile, and she shook her head no. That may be when he asked her about mustard or something. I can't remember. But yeah, she's like, oh. Like, it was just like, she was just kind of like, 
I'm freaking out here. No. <laughs> She's like, the mushrooms were bad. <laughs> yes, that would be funny. Speaking of his vegetables and stuff, she finds like um, psychotropic mushrooms on his property and eats them. She's just like, that explains why she's so bug-eyed later too, where she's like, I ate some mushrooms off that guy's <laughs> property and I'm having a bad time, well, man. you know, if, if shit's going down, you might as well be happy. I guess. Like, you know, mushrooms get a bad rap. <laughs> They, um, they're a fungus. They're peaceful. <laughs> they make you trip well. No. So they get all the stuff, but then we cut back to John Leguizamo, and he's in the front seat of the Jeep, and they get to, it's Princeton. And so that's where he said his wife was going to be. Mm-hmm. So they pull up. I think cars and stuff are crashed and stuff, and then they come upon this tree, and there's all these yard workers hanging from it. Right, yeah. The, what I saw was lawnmowers, like these big industrial-type yeah. lawnmowers that I would love to have. Um, I got a thing about lawnmowers. So, and then there's like these ladders. Yeah. And it's not like the V-shaped ladders and it's just a single ladder. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I'm hopefully you understand what I'm saying. And it's propped up against a limb that's like 20 feet in the air. Right. Yeah, I know. So I don't even know how they got up there, but they got up there on these ladders supposedly and they're all hanging from yeah. the tree. It's an interesting shot. It is. This yeah. lady in the back goes crazy and just starts screaming. And Johnny is like, Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Just look at me. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. <laughs> that and Batman. I'm just like... Look at me. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, and he's like, uh uh you you, you like math? She's like yeah. well, he's like, I, I got, got he's like answer this, I got a math riddle for you. And I don't remember it, but it's basically like I think it's exponents and stuff, but he's like, if I gave you a penny today and a penny tomorrow and then two pennies the next and three mm-hmm. pennies the next, he's like, how much would you have by the end of the month? And she's like, $50. And he's like, you'd actually have over $10 million, which I looked it up. Apparently, you would have over like $20 million. Wow. You're, you're just squaring it, I think, is what it was. So like a penny, two, four, sixteen. However, I don't remember the exact math riddle, but yeah, he's like, you have over 16, and he looks up at the roof of the Jeep, and he sees that there's like a tear in it. Yeah, and I guess he already knows how this is happening. The happening? The happening. How the happening is happening. Well, I think it, it, I don't know if we touched upon it, but like, they kind of have an idea that it's like an airborne toxin, so Mm -hmm. he's all like, oh shit, whatever made those gardeners kill themselves is probably still here. Right. So he... Because they did try to like shove all of their like clothes around the window He's like, close their feet! Yeah, and then he saw that rip, and he's like, fuck. Yeah, he's telling that riddle, and he looks up, and and then the Jeep just stops. The guy driving the Jeep just stops, and then we see the Jeep in the middle of the road, and it just takes off and mm-hmm. hits a tree super hard, and it's kind of funny. The main guy, the driver, goes flying. He does. He flies out the... Which I'm like, why weren't you wearing your seatbelt? I don't know. But maybe you know. the maybe he took it off, like the toxin. He's like, I have to take my seatbelt off. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but John Leguizamo gets out of the Jeep, he walks around in a daze a little bit, but then he sits down, he picks up a piece of glass from the Jeep, and he slits his wrist with it. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. It's like he's marking himself with a marker the way he's doing it. He's like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, slice and slice and slice and slice. It's not just one. Yeah. It just does it over and over again. Which down one? the river, not across the streams. <laughs> oh, no. When he got out of the... Jeep. Jeep, yeah. When he got out of the Jeep... I was like, oh, maybe he's okay. Maybe he's immune. Maybe everything's fine. But then he sat down and grabbed that piece of glass, and I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like, I'm immune. Dude, which, by the way, 
I couldn't find a good picture of it. But that scene where he's telling him he's going to leave and ask her to take his daughter's hand, his teeth are so yellow. They are, yeah. We, I don't think this movie was meant to be seen in high def. No. But I pointed it out to you where I was like, did he just eat something? Was he? Just, I just got back from lunch. I didn't brush my teeth, but I'm sure it'll be okay. I bet he's a smoker. Oh, maybe. Because that's usually what happens. The front two teeth mm-hmm. um, are the most yellow. And I just know because my parents. I have never smoked a day in my life. But it could be. I just thought it was food or something. But yeah, he's very yellow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just I couldn't help but notice it because his face. This this movie loves to be close up on people's faces. It really does. Especially Zoe Deschanel with her eyes like... poking out. In three D, her eyes would come out at you. <laughs> they would. I mean, it was. If you haven't seen the movie, if you just see that one part, I mean, I think that's really all you need to see. Yeah. Well, we cut to Mark Wahlberg and everybody, and they, they're driving down a road. And I thought it's funny because Mark Wahlberg's navigating in the back. I would imagine that the hot dog guy would kind of know the area a little bit. You know, you would think because he like, lives around there. Yeah, he's like, you take this road? And he's like, is that a question or are you telling me to take it? <laughs> no, you take this road. <laughs> but they stop, and he was like, oh, I think a deer is in the road. And oh, hot no, dog guy yeah. gives him his binoculars, and he sees that there's a bunch of dead people in the road. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we're not going to go that way. So he tells Hot Dog Guy, he's like, there's a road in the back that you can take a ride on. And uh, they're, they're trying to keep Jess. They're like, oh, Jess, we're just going to take a different route, the little girl. Um, so they pull up, and they see an army jeep pull up next to him on another road, like mm-hmm. right next to him. Hot Dog Guy's like, oh, thank God, the army, we're saved. It's like a four-way. Yeah. Without a stop sign, because it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And this is the guy from Succession. I wish I knew his name. Strong. He's Mark Strong's brother. Uh, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong, yeah. He plays a dumbass <laughs> military guy. Mm-hmm. Which I thought his acting was pretty good. Yeah. He, he's apparently pretty good, but he runs up to him like he's all freaked out. And he's like, yeah, it was like most of the people on my base are dead. And mm-hmm. he's like, a lot of people back that way are dead. Hot dog guy's like, well, we just came from back that way and we saw a bunch of dead people. And he goes... Cheese and crackers. <laughs> That's so cute. While they're in the car, Zoe like pulls her phone out and sees she has a missed call from Joey. And Mark's like, who's Joey? Mm-hmm. And yeah, the plant guy, he at some point, I don't remember when, but he at some point tells them that he thinks the plants have something to do with it. Right. He's like, plants, you like you mentioned before, plants can release toxins for enemies. He's like, they can release toxins that will call... He's like, when, when some bees or bugs, like something that's threatening them, they release a toxin that calls for, like, bees to kill the bugs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they, they're they pretty good defensive, so I think these plants are releasing these toxins. So at this point, Mark's like, you know, maybe he's right. Maybe the plants are doing it. So all these other people pull up around them now. And there's this crazy scene where this lady is, like, standing in the road talking to her daughter on the phone. And there's, like, a group of people around her. Yeah, they're, like, listening, and she's Weird. like... They're like, oh, this lady's on the phone with her daughter in Princeton. And Mark's like, oh, Princeton, that's where John Leguizamo went. Mm-hmm. And she's like, honey, honey, where are you? She's like, well, just just stay in your dorm room, honey. And then she's like, you're, you're not making sense. What are you talking about? And she puts it on speakerphone, and the late, the girl on the phone's like, bookcase or something. She's just talking I she gibberish. Said calculus. Oh, yeah. She's like, calculus. She's like, honey, please. And then you hear like a window break. Mm-hmm. And the, the wife or the mom is like freaking out. And somebody in the crowd's like, I can hear the wind blowing in the window. <laughs> like, yeah, which you can't even through there. It's like. Yeah. And she's like, like oh, 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 my daughter. 
So Mark Wahlberg goes off and sits down in the grass to have like a kind of a breakdown for a minute because he knows that John Leguizamo is most likely dead then. Yep. And Jess comes up to him and they have a little hug and they cry. Yeah, I thought that was cute. And we cut to Zoe Deschanel's face again. She's trying to force her eyes out of her head. And I have it in my notes here that this is where the hot dog guy is like, well, some plants, plants can attack certain creatures. Mm-hmm. He's like, bushes can communicate with grass. Grass can communicate with the trees. It's a, and so on and so forth. He calls two people. They call two people. <laughs> here we go. We got a gang. Have you heard the word? Um, bird is the word. They were like, bird, they're like, bird, it's, bird. A, it's attacking people in groups. And they were like, well, we have to stay in a group. I'm like, why would you want to stay in a group if you know that it's attacking groups? Like, we have to stay in a group together. Yeah. She's like, and some lady in the group is like, well, there's a small town. No one's there. We can all go there and hang out. There's no groups around, so it'll mm-hmm. just be us. Yeah. The, the army guy kind of talks about like his training. You know, what do you do if you're under attack and you have to go to a safe zone? Yeah. So, and they're thinking a small populated area is the safe zone. Right. Yeah. So they're like, we can just walk. It's not too far. I don't know why they decide to walk. They can't drive there. Yeah. No it's very idea. strange. They, no they have idea. all their cars. They just, they split up in two groups and mm-hmm. they're just walking. They're like, it's a nice day. Why they, not? Yeah. They're like, well, let's split up into two different groups or something. So we're not all together and we'll just walk towards this little area that this lady knows about. Mm-hmm. And Zoe Deschanel is just like. Fine, I will tell you the truth. So Joey is a guy that I work with. We went out one time after work when I told you we were um, work. I was working late, and we had dessert together. We had Tara the Masu. Tara the Masu. <laughs> and she's like, "That's it." She's like, "It wasn't anything," and I was afraid to tell you, you know, because I didn't want you to freak out. And he's just like, "I was like, you lied to me." Yeah. And he like walks off. She's like, well, we all might be dying, so I might as well confess my sins. I'm going out for a clear conscience, <laughs> motherfucker. And, he's, and Mark Wahlberg's like, yeah, I just got super religious. You got to tell that shit. You got to tell the Pope. You got to get it off your chest, man. When we're done filming, I'm going to apologize for this movie. <laughs> so the hot dog guy and his wife, they go with the military guy. They're walking and the military guy just stops. Mm-hmm. And he starts walking backwards and... Hot dog guy's like, um, private, blah, 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 are you okay? And he does the whole thing where he's like, it's like, this is my firearm. And he's like, it is mine. And well, he goes basically full metal jacket. My yeah. rifle is mine. And the sidearm is my friend. Is my friend. Oh, yeah. My sidearm is my friend. Yeah. And he's like, uh, private, I don't know what his name is, but he's like, private Johnson. Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the only private name you need to have i guess yeah that's it well he he takes his gun out of his holster and then it shows like a worried look on the hot dog guy and his wife's face and Mm -hmm. then we cut to mark mark's group and then we hear gunshots go off yep and mark Wahlberg's like oh no he's like the toxin the toxin is affecting them Mm -hmm. and they sit there for a minute and they're like talking and one lady is like it's so funny this lady's like what are we gonna do yeah and Zoe Deschanel is like, we got to do something. And he's like, give me, can you give me a minute? I need to think. And he's, he, this line was improvised. I read where he goes, all right, be scientific, douchebag. Oh, he wow. Says that. That's funny. And they're like, Elliot, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's like, can you give me a goddamn minute? <laughs> I thought this was just, this, he didn't do very good acting in this part. Cause I'm like, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. Yeah. Can you give me a minute? For Christ's sakes, give me a minute. Yeah, and Zoe Deschanel's like, 
She's like, well, you know, we're not going to be like those assholes who would just leave people and not do anything. We're not assholes. Right? It's weird. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, okay, scientific. He's like, break down, uh, identify the variables. He's like doing the whole thing he told those kids earlier. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, measure the data. Uh, uh, apologize to the Pope. Uh, and he was like, they, he's like, the toxins attacking people in groups, right? He's like, well, maybe their group was just too big. He's like, our group is not. So we, you know, we, it didn't attack us. And he's like, so we just got to be careful and maybe we can make it and go. And then this is the dumbest scene of the movie. They start, he's like, so let's just keep going and we'll make it to this small town. And the, the wind picks up and he's like, oh no. Oh no, there's yeah. toxins. So they break up into another small group and they're basically running from the wind. Yes. He's like, he's like, it's coming. It's coming right for us. And you see like the leaves blow a little bit, which you can't outrun the wind. No, you can't. It would, yeah. No. It's almost like it's a fire chasing them or something, like leaves blowing a little bit. Yeah, you can see the grass moving. I mean, you can tell like there's a wall of wind following them and, and oh my gosh. Yeah. I put it here, I was like, how can someone outrun the fucking wind? You can't. So, yeah, they, this group that they were in are in, like, smaller groups. We don't see what happens to the other people that split off from them, but the wind eventually overtakes Mark Wahlberg, and it's him, Zoe Deschanel, the little girl, and two other guys now, two boys. Mm-hmm. And the bl- the wind blows by them, and they just stand there, and they're like, huh, I guess our group was small enough. It didn't hurt us. No. So, so they start to run, and they come across, like, a truck in the field. And, well, I think Mark introduces himself to these kids first. He's like, oh, what's your name? And yeah. Josh and some other, and they're all talking. And he's like, all right. So they come across a truck in a field, and Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, I'm going to go investigate and see if it has a map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everybody carries a map. <laughs> yeah. As he gets to the truck, he doesn't find anything, but the radio on the truck is on, and it's like, well, maybe nuclear reactors are the cause for this attack. Mm-hmm. So it gets like, you know message we're fucking the planet up this is what's gonna happen to us like oh my goodness so he's like oh it's safe you know there's nothing here let's go so they find this town or whatever they were talking about it's like a model model village or like Mm -hmm. a model house yeah it was weird i didn't quite know that it was a model house until i thought it was a library because they were looking through books trying to find anything yeah and i'm just like well i don't i don't know what kind of books they're looking for and these books were real. They were opening them. Really? I thought one time he took it off and it was like a plastic that made it look like the front of books. No, oh, maybe. On one of them, at least he did. Yeah. Well, he, Mark Wahlberg looks in a corner and he sees this plant mm-hmm. and he's like, hello there, Mr. Plant. <laughs> he starts talking real nice. He's like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's okay. I talk to the Pope every day. <laughs> I'm going to be okay with you. And then it, he looks and he sees like it's like a plastic yeah. And he's like, I'm talking to a plastic plant. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny, funny episode because they're just like, holy shit, you could kill me right now. Yeah. Talk real nice to you. Yeah. So Mark Wahlberg, he's walking through and one of the guys that are with him now is like, oh, everything in this house is fake. He like touches a computer and you can tell that it's plastic. Mm-hmm. But he talks to the kid Josh here for just a minute. And Josh is like, why do you think this is happening? And he's like. He's like, well, in Australia, they, you know, the ice caps melted and Australia, they started pulling up like primordial ooze. He's like, that killed people. He's like, they don't know why it happened, but it was just ooze from all that time back or whatever. Stay away from ooze. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the secret of the ooze. Oh, yeah. So they go outside. I think they find a map in the house. Mm -hmm, They do. And 
they go outside and they see like two large groups and it's almost like birds or something where Mark's like, Oh, these two large groups, one these groups are meeting each other. They're gonna form into one large group. Mm. They're gonna form like Voltron. <laughs> I just remember that line from Wu Tang Clan. Forming like Voltron, I get deep like a navy seal. But uh as the groups merge, they all stop. Yeah. And he was like, oh, the groups got too big. Yeah, they're like kind of up on this hill. Yeah. Looking down and watching that big group and it was just like it was weird i mean i get that they were trying to say oh you're in a bigger group so now you're fucked yeah and this is probably the best death in the movie they look down on this hill and this dude goes over to an industrial mower and turns it on this thing gets going and he lays down in front of it yep and the shot lasts on this guy for some time where you see him go under it quite a bit yeah he does i was like well that's neat like, like, again, no blood, but... Yeah, I was like, why did I have to be the mower guy? I couldn't be the guy that tried to slit his wrist. <laughs> well, as they're leaving this model neighborhood, the sign on it is like, oh, get your dream home now for up from 300000 and up. Oh, yeah. Like $300,000. Yeah. It's a fucking insane amount. It's pretty... They'd probably be million a, do- a million dollar today, because this yeah. was like 2004, five, six. It is. So they're running through, like, the fields and stuff, and I think they have a conversation with Josh and the other kid, and they're like, oh, you married? I was like, you have kids? Why not? What the fuck's wrong with your dick? I was like, what? (laughs) These are are not kid questions. Yeah, he's like, why am I talking to you about this? But they, because he says, he's like, you have kids? And Mark's like, no. And he's like, you have a problem? Yeah. (laughs) None of your damn business? Maybe I just don't want kids? That happens? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. We just don't want kids. We're going to get forced into it at the end of this movie, though. They come by and there's like a radio hanging on like a fence Mm -hmm. and it tells people to to proceed to like police borders and barriers and stuff. Like, oh, please proceed to these barriers for safety. So they come upon this house and Zoe Deschanel's like, Jess is very tired. She needs like a 10 minute break and some food. Yeah, exactly 10 minutes. Yeah. Not just a break. I mean, it has to be 10 minutes if it's 11. <laughs> Jess needs a smoke break. She's gonna, she's gonna, it's gonna be too much. Yeah. And if it's nine, it's not enough. It has to be 10. <laughs> so Mark tells her this weird story where he was like, you know, one time I was in a pharmacy and I asked this lady about some cough <laughs> syrup. Right. He's like, and she was very attractive. Oh, and he's like, and I wasn't sick at all. He's like, I almost bought that cough syrup for nothing. <laughs> and she's like, is that true? And he shakes his head no. He's like, no. And she's like, thank you. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck are you thanking him for? He was just trying to make her feel better I guess. for going out on that date. I gotta tell you, though, if you went out on a date with somebody and didn't tell me about it for a while, I'd be pretty pissed off. I'd be very pissed off. Yeah, but he's all like making fun of it. <laughs> I'd be like, who is she? Where she lives. Jesus. No, I'm kidding. It's not her fault. This is this <laughs> podcast is now becoming evidence for your eventual murder trial. That's <laughs> not looking good for me. You see, in episode Pompeii, Scott talks about a previous girlfriend, and you said, I hate her. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm going to kill her. And then in episode, you know, 55, Scott says he's going out to, d- to lunch with an old friend, and that friend is now dead. Did you kill this person? <laughs> would never i know i'm just kidding. i mean maybe fantasize about it oh, but i would never <laughs> no i know <laughs> i'm kidding so they find this house and they're like well we got to try and find some food maybe these people there's people here that'll help us mm-hmm. so they go up and they're like knocking on the doors and stuff and there's nobody in there and they're like well we're gonna try we got to try in and get try to get in and get some food and mark Wahlberg's like is this who we're becoming we're breaking in and stealing stuff yeah like, uh yeah 
do you know what's going on? Yeah, I'd be like, sorry, rules do not apply anymore. You do what you got to do. Yeah, and there's also a shot where Jess is swinging on like a little tree swing. Yes. And he's like, do you think that's a good idea? And she's like swinging. It shows the branch like moving back and forth. Uh huh. And it kind of creaking a little bit like the tree creaks up. And I'm like, this part scared me. Really? Because I'm like, they're going to fucking piss off this tree and they're all going to die right now. This tree's going to be like, kill yourself. <laughs> The tree's like, you should kill yourself. <laughs> they're going to piss it off. So while they're doing the looking at the house, he, uh, one of the kids sees somebody moving, and he's like, there's people in here. And mm-hmm. the, a voice from the house is like, you got to get out of here. Get off my property. And Mark Wahlberg's like, sir, we're sorry. We're, we're not infected. And he's like, you don't get that toxin in here. Yeah. And he's like, sir, we're fine. We're fine. Listen to this. Whole black water, keep on rolling. <laughs> Mississippi sun gonna keep on shining. That like, means we're okay. That means we're fine. I just sang Old Black Water. I think and he just wanted to get some singing in there. I guess. Like, I can sing. And the guy's like, you gotta leave. And so then, And then oh. these two kids start turning into be jerks. Yeah, uh, Josh, the kid's like, open the door, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what, what Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, the Pope's gonna be pissed off if you said bitch. You're gonna have to apologize to him for that. You're gonna have to confess. He's like, but don't do that, Josh. And one, the other kid like tries to kick the door down. Yeah, one of them's trying to get in the window, and the other one's trying to kick the door down. And it just becomes a very chaotic scene. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg's trying to get him to stop. He's like, guys, stop it, please. And then the door, front door opens up a little bit, and this big-ass shotgun slides out mm-hmm. and shoots this other kid dead. Right in the chest. Like Mark Wahlberg sees it, and he's like, no! And it shoots him. And I'm pretty he... much, I think at this point, I did scream out. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I screamed out at this. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Mark Wilberg's like, freaking out over this kid dying. And the other kid, Josh, is, like, standing next to a window. Mm-hmm. And you see the window. Well, the window doesn't even open. The gun just slides out between the shutters. Yep. And he's like, Jared. I think the other kid's jo- Jared or something because he's like, Jared. And this shotgun blows this kid's head off. Yeah. So I said in my notes here, I'm like, so this guy was worried about the toxins getting in, but he opened his front door and it looked to me like his windows were already open. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it, it made no sense. And it was just a very dark scene. Yeah. Well, Mark Wahlberg's like crying on this porch and Zoe's like, come on, Jess, we got to help. And it cuts to her and she's got like her hands over her ears and yeah. she's like, <laughs> <laughs> And that says a lot. This is the dark scene when all we've had is people killing themselves. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty dark, too. But this was just kind of like somebody killing somebody else. Yeah. I I I just feel like that's a little bit more um, um, evil. Yes. You know what I read? Uh, There was a a piece of trivia here on what the people that lived in this house went on to do. Do you know what that is? They stormed the Capitol on January 6th trying to stop the steal. No. (laughs) They got arrested. That's not true. So It's funny, though. (laughs) Well, now while they're running, we see some news information here, and the news is just going over. There's a guy on the news talking about, he's like, well, we think the peak of this crest of the wind or whatever is going to peak tomorrow at like 9 a.m. Yeah. That's going to be the worst of it. I don't know. I don't know how. that. Uh, That's very weird. And then we see various people. There's like two old ladies in gas mask knitting in their house. 
And then there's like a family of people in their tub, like mm-hmm. watching the news. And they were like, please don't go out tomorrow at 9 a.m. Remember don't that. Don't do it at 9 a.m. Oh, God. And when this is going on, they're like, do we, how do we know that it's not terrorist attack? We really see the Jan 6 guys because there's three dudes loading guns watching the news. Yes. They're like, we're going to fucking stop the steal from this wind right here. Yeah, they're just kind of showing what everybody else in the world is doing Yeah, to well, fight against this toxin attack. Because shooting it might help. I guess, but that really fucking hit close to home today. Seeing like these dudes with these fucking guns loading them up. Like, martial law, we're going to take it into our hands and keep it. Because you know, if shit goes down, everybody has a gun now. Yeah, like, we're going to kill a a black man because we thought he stole something in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Fucking assholes. Thank God those guys went to prison. Yes, that was awful. So, Mark Wahlberg and everybody, they come to a house. And Zoe Deschanel is like, huh, this is weird. There's no power going to this house. And he's like, and Mark Mark Wahlberg, I guess they see that because there's no power lines, maybe. I don't know. They think it's abandoned. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's like, yeah, it doesn't look like anything's been in the driveway for some time either. So Mark Wahlberg's kind of looking around the house and and he sees this old lady sitting in in her rocking chair on the porch. Mm -hmm. Creepy as fuck. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. And she talks to him. I didn't write everything down, but my favorite thing is, is that she goes, She's drinking lemonade, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, talking to him, and she's like, well, I suppose I should ask you, I have to ask you to stay for supper. (laughs) And he's like, oh, well, that would be great. I actually don't think he says anything. I wrote it right here in my notes that he doesn't say a word to her during this whole thing. Um, Probably because she's talking so weird. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's like, people trying to break in, huh? No? Okay, well, I suppose I better ask you to stay for supper. I'm fucking crazy. (laughs) But then he looks at her, and she's like, why are you eyeing my lemon drink? (laughs) And he's just like, again, I don't think he says a word. He's just looking at her. And I'm like, say something. He's, he froze. His flight or fright is fright. Yeah, but so they, it cuts to night and they're eating supper. And she talks about the, uh, yeah. that there's a spring house. Yeah, she's like, there's a spring house in the back. It was used to hide slaves back in the day. I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, okay. And she's like, there's a talking tube in there. It's like, you could hear, you know, from the shed into this house. It's like you're standing right next to each other. I'm setting up the end of the movie, if you can't tell. Yep. I mean, when anybody points something out like that, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to come into play later. Yeah, it's like, we're in a zombie movie now. Here's my house. Um, everything is easily broken into, except that back door right there is very, <laughs> sh- very strong, just in case. And I keep my shotgun over here with the shells in the drawer. It's like, well, that's going to come into play. <laughs> Thanks for setting that up. So she's talking to them and she's like, oh, you guys are together. So who chased who? Yeah. And she's Mark Wahlberg says that he was chasing her or something like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, hmm, yep, I thought so. Um, Jess reaches for like additional food or something on the table. And this lady slaps the shit out of her hand. Like the shit. <laughs> she's like, Whoosh. like, and, the, and Jess didn't even react. Nobody does. They're just like in silence. They're in shock. Yeah. So... Mark Wahlberg's like, ma'am, do you, do you have a TV? And she's like, nope, I don't got no electricity. She's like, I grow my own food. I have my own water. I have a well. She's like, I don't, I don't need to know about the world. The world doesn't care about me, and I don't care about the world. Yeah. And he was just like, well, what do you think if uh, something happened? Like, there was a, the happening. What if the happening was happening? <laughs> and she's like, well, she's like, I don't really care to know. She's like, well, I suppose I have to ask you to stay the night now. I'm like, I'd be like, no, what? we're leaving. <laughs> you fucking nuts. I just, it's just funny how she keeps escalating. She's like, mm-hmm. I suppose I have to ask you to stay for dinner. 
Well, I suppose I have to ask you to stay the night. Like, oh my gosh. Well, I suppose I have to give you the deed to my house. <laughs> I suppose I have to kill you now. I don't know. I guess. So it shows Mark Wahlberg, Jess, and Zoe in the room at night, and she's like, "There's something really wrong with this lady." She's like, "There's something very exorcisty, exorcisty about her." Mm. Yeah, they're kind of whispering, and she's like, "Did you see how she hit Jess?" Yeah, like, holy fuck. Yeah. Just a normal, like, that's probably what I would do later on to, with you. I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see that? Yeah. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> well, Mark Wahlberg, like, walks into the hallway. He's, like, looking around, and that lady's there in her nightgown. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I heard y'all whispering, you're fixing to steal from me. Mm-hmm. And this is another great line where he's like, what? No. <laughs> it was just a fake. It was so fake. He's like, yeah, it, it was so fake. So dumb. So we cut to the next morning. Mark Wahlberg, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, I guess, like slept in or some shit. Everybody's awake and gone and he's looking and he walks, he's walking through the house trying to find everybody and he sees the old lady's room and he walks into mm. it trying to find her and he's like, hello, ma'am. Hello, is anyone here? And he gets into a room and he sees like a bunch of Jesus stuff on the wall, of course. Yes. But he sees like this doll in her bed. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he like walks up to it. and He's like, yo, is this a doll? Yeah, it's a doll. Mm-hmm. I think it might still be a doll. I'm going to check it. <laughs> and she comes up behind him. She's just there. She's like, what are you doing in my room? Yeah. Scary. I mean, the doll. I, I, I hate dolls. Yeah. Um, and this was like one of those old porcelain type dolls and yeah. it was just creepy as fuck. And I hated this scene. Hated it. Yeah. And then he's like, ma'am, I'm sorry. He's like, we have to let you know there really is something going on out there. And she just like, from the gut goes, leave now. Yeah. She's I'm like, pissed. damn. Like that was from the gut. Uh-huh. And so she, she walks out and he's like ma'am can we talk about this please and he sees that she's in the she had walked to her garden mm-hmm. and he's like ma'am please and he sees she starts to walk backwards and he's for a second there he's like hmm i don't know what's going on with that <laughs> that's a little weird but she talks about she does the whole um the lord is my shepherd yeah the and, prayer yeah the prayer as she's walking through the garden um so yeah so he sees the wind blowing, and so he gets he shuts the door mm-hmm. in the house and locks it. And he's calling for Zoe and Jess, and it's funny she like walks by the window like it's a horror movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> and he's like, "Ma'am, ma'am, I'm a teacher." He's like, "I'm not a cop or a crook this time. I'm actually a teacher." I'm a teacher in this movie. I'm trustworthy. It's okay. Yeah. So she's like hitting her head against the wall outside, and you see her coming through a window, and she's her head's all bloody. Mm-hmm. And then she smashes her head into a window and you see the wind come inside. Yeah. And he's like, oh, fuck, it's the wind. I put nature can be a real bitch. Yes. <laughs> It'll find its way in. Yeah. So he runs down into like a room and shuts the door and he's like freaking the fuck out. He's like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? WWPD, what would the Pope do? <laughs> pray. Yeah. Yeah, just pray. Please, God. God will help you. Well, he's sitting in this room, and he hears Zoe Deschanel at Clear as Day. Yeah. And it turns out that they're in the shed in the back. and They're in the spring house. Spring house, yeah. Jess is, like, catching a little frog in there. Mm-hmm. And Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, shit. He's like, oh, hey, hey, Zoe, Zoe, are you here? And she's like, oh, good morning. How's everything going? Like, like There's nothing going on in the world. Fucking terrible right now. Have you not been here the last few days? <laughs> 
And he was like, the wind. He's like, the wind, you know, it's it's here. Like, it's, it's peaking. And... Yeah, he tells her to close all the doors and windows. Yeah, I have it in my notes here. She's like, what's happening, Elliot? I'm like, what's happening? The fucking same thing that's been happening. The happening is happening. So it cuts and there's obviously some time has passed. They're like sitting in this, you know, talking through the little tube. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you remember our first date? Yeah, they're reminiscing. Yeah. Apparently he bought her a mood ring for yeah. the first date. And she's like, it turned purple, which when we looked in the book, it said that I was horny. <laughs> she's like, you like that? And the little kid's like, what? Yeah, like, why are you guys talking about this? Yeah. I was like, she says, right in front of the fucking kid. That's in my notes. But she's like, and then when you put it on, it turned blue for calm. Yeah, because he's chill. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? If I'm going to die, I'm going to die with you. Yeah, we got to die together. So he gets up and walks out the back door and starts slowly walking. And they get out of the house and start walking towards him. Mm-hmm. And they meet in the middle and they just stand there for a couple seconds like, is it going to happen? Are we going to die? Is the happening happening? <laughs> yeah. And I wrote in my notes, that was it. That's the climax of the movie right there. They just didn't get killed in this field. Yep. So they're like, I guess it passed. And it shows the time of the day right now. And it says like 9.58 a.m. Yeah. So they passed the crest of how bad it was going to be. Yay. And I was, I thought to myself here, and I don't know why I didn't bring it up before, but I'm like, trees can't control the wind, though. <laughs> like, how does... No. <laughs> anyway, I'm it, not a scientist. Does, I don't know. This does not make sense. None of it does, no. This, I don't. I'm not even trying to make too much sense out of it. Yeah. So we get a three months later, mm-hmm. and I guess life just goes back to normal. No one cares. It's kind of like a fucking deadly virus that people didn't think was real. Now everyone's back to normal again, like it never happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're taking care of Jess, because, you know... Her parents are dead. Yeah, they've got her, and they're getting her ready for school. Mm-hmm. And Jess has a backpack on that is from the TV show Avatar The Last Airbender, which was M. Night Shyamalan's next movie oh, he directed. interesting. Which is also considered one of his worst movies he's ever done. Hey. Um, she's like, oh, Jess, wait a second. And she takes a picture of John Leguizamo and her mother, mm-hmm. which in the trivia, that is her real mom. Aww. I guess she took a picture with John Leguizamo and they made it like that was her parents. And she's like, puts it in her backpack. She's like, they're going to be with you all day. Okay. No, that was sweet. Yeah. So she goes down to the steps and Mark Wahlberg's waiting there for her, waiting for the bus. Oh, and she, Jess, before she leaves, she's like, Oh, Jess, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. Aunt Alma. I love you. No. Um, and so we see on the news again here where it was like, Oh, the toxin that was causing people to kill themselves have been found in plants. And they were like, Plants can't just pick up and move when they want, so they have to evolve defense mechanisms very quickly. Mm -hmm. So the plants were behind it all. That makes sense. Not at all. Yeah, and people uh, on the news, too, one guy's like, well, a lot of people don't think that it was a warning because it only happened in the north. They're like, it didn't happen anywhere else. Well, like, why why do you think it only happened there? And And then, like, at the beginning of the movie, the doctor's like, it's probably something that we'll never know the answer to. Yeah, it made this doctor out to be, like, some crazy theorist. Yeah. You know, he was just talking about all these different things, and and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he made sense, but I think it sounded crazy. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. This whole movie is crazy. Absolutely. So, Mark Wahlberg's down at the curb, and she gets on the bus, and she leaves, and it cuts to Zoe Deschanel. She's sitting on, like, the the tub. Waiting for a pregnancy test. Oh. She's pregnant, and I thought in my notes, I'm like, why would anybody want to bring a fucking kid into this world after what just yeah. fucking happened? Three months later. But, you know, they're 
banging like no tomorrow. Do you know what would happen after this is the government would order the extinction of all plants, I bet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they were like... We wouldn't be able to survive. I don't know, but they were like, the fucking plants came after us, we're going after them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's the war on terror part two, baby. Annihilate the nature. Yeah. They're like, it's going to take... Yeah, this, this war on terror is going to take more than fucking 20 years or however long. Oh my gosh. Like, we're going to have to kill the trees and the plants. Good thing I don't think this is ever going to be possible. Yeah, I don't know. So she's pregnant, and Mark Wahlberg's, like, walking back up to their apartment, and mm. she's standing there. She's got, like, her hands behind her back, and she's, like... Yeah, she's like, oh, like a little girl being yeah. all giddy and stuff. She's like, aren't I so cute? <laughs> and you don't hear it, but, you know, she obviously tells them she's pregnant, and they hug. Yeah. And it's, like, end of the movie. However, no. we cut to France, and it's these two guys walking in a park, and they're talking about something about it. He's like, oh, my bicycle's over here or something. And mm-hmm. the guy's like, my bicycle. My bicycle. <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Well, the other guy who's not affected by this toxin looks back behind him and he sees all the people in the park are frozen. Mm-hmm. And the last shot of the movie is just the wind blowing on some trees. Dun, dun, dun. And it's like it's happening in France. So it what didn't a just happen fucking... in one area. Yeah. What a fucking terrible movie. It was not good. I thought it was like a fun, like, I was like, oh, it'll probably be fun to talk about. But no, I don't even think that. Which you had some very interesting things about this where you said you were having problems even remembering what happened in this movie. Yes. Those movies exist. You watch them, they're not good, and they're gone. Yeah, and normally I have, you know, trouble remembering things anyway with movies. But this, I'm just kind of like, I really, what was it even about? I know it was about air killing people, (laughs) but what else? Yeah. No, those movies really exist where you're just like, I don't remember that. Oh, I had to kind of review my notes a little bit. Yeah. And then once we started talking, then it kind of came back a little bit. But Oh, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. What a terrible, terrible movie. It was, um, yeah, it wasn't like Pompeii. Like, Pompeii wasn't good. Yeah. But when we recorded it, it was so fun. Yeah. It was, it was fun to talk about this. I don't know. I couldn't even find anything to really... I mean, we, there's a lot to make fun of, but it's just kind of like so crazy and bizarre. Yeah. We just had to go through it and do the best we could. And so that's what we did. Yep. So that's <laughs> it. And hopefully that is the last time I ever have to watch this movie again. Yes. Oh, goodness. And by the time you guys are hearing this, I'm going to have some free time, which is going to bring some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, we're going to have an, a different kind of episode. I'm not going to say what it is, but stay tuned for something a little different. We're still going to do movies. Yeah. But we're also going to kind of have a side thing whenever I'm not doing school because it's about it's summer break right now. And I'll be going back at the end of August. So yeah. now until the end of August... You'll get some extra stuff, and, yeah. then, and then it'll just be hit and miss after that. But if you're not following us on social media, you should do that. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Uh, you can email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com. If you read the descriptions on some of our episodes, I kind of put crazy stuff in there that you can email us about. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, you know, I think I've only done a couple but it's like share information about your dogs or send pictures of your animals. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you want to say. If you want to share something, we'd love to hear about it. We'd love to get to know you. So shoot us an email. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's it. And this 
does actually take us to the end of Disaster Movie Month. Mm-hmm. We took some detours in there. So next week, we'll be beginning with May, and we'll be starting Fantasy Month. Ooh. So we're going to take a trip into the Animus and go and watch Assassin's Creed. Yes, we are. I played the games a little bit. I stopped after a while because they just kept pumping them out and the quality kept going down. Mm. Heard this movie is pretty shitty, but hopefully there's some fun things to talk about. I've never seen it. All right. Well, that'll be good. I haven't seen it either. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Until next week, we'll do Assassin's Creed. Bye-bye.